the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Entertaining. I've never heard anything quite like it. Really? Engaging. That's pretty cool. Encouraging. Surely I say unto you dudes, I do not wish to fight. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Pursuing the truth and helping you live out a life in Christ. It's Lee Michaels Live. He's a righteous dude. On AM 980, The Mission. And welcome back to this edition of Lee Michaels Live. Sands, Lee Michaels, who is away on assignment. Yeah, that's me, Brad Carlson. I am with you today. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. And as the conciliary John Berg mentioned at the outset, I am part of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Heard weekends, Saturdays and Sundays at 1 p.m. I'm on the Sunday edition of the Narn. One to three, but always uh, honored to join AM 980, the mission, Twin Cities Christian Voice. Uh, I'm always a little nervous when I hear uh, kind of the opening that we're going to be entertaining, encouraging, and engaging. Uh, I'm I'm going to place that burden upon my guests that I have today. Uh, I don't know how much of that I can give you, but I can certainly bring you the people that can uh, uh, provide those uh, traits, Schoenberg. Absolutely. There yeah. we go. I'm, I'm here to serve, if nothing else. Excellent. Excellent. That's, and uh, one of those... Uh, in, uh, entertaining and engaging guests is someone I like to have on any time I have the opportunity to fill in uh, on this uh, particular broadcast. It is Dr. Everett Piper. Uh, Dr. Piper, uh, just this past year, retired as president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University. However, he's still very much staying engaged in the culture, faith, and a political commentary. You can read his work at uh, the Washington Times. And he's also a, uh, prolific on Twitter as well as his uh, Facebook page. And you can also check out his website too, uh, DrEverettPiper.com. And honored to be joined by the aforementioned Dr. Piper. Uh, sir, good to have you with us as always. How are you today? I'm doing great, Brad. Thank you for having me on. And by the way, you left out the uh, encouragement part of your guest when you introduced me. I guess that isn't my spiritual <laughs> gift, right? Uh, I, I've got so many thoughts running through my head, Doctor Piper. Uh, this is kind of out of my norm, so I apologize for that. But I, I, I know you'll be you'll bring that without prompting. I'm sure. So, <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Well, uh, Doctor Piper, obviously, I uh, wanted to have you on. Uh, we're in the midst of the uh, of a uh, presidential election year. I know our listeners uh, probably uh, are familiar with that. It's been in all the papers, uh, from what I've uh, from what I understand. Uh, I guess. You have, I, I imagine you have a lot to say on the current crop of uh, Democratic candidates. So uh, we've been hearing, I mean, since I've been following politics closely in the 21st century, it seems like every presidential election is the most important presidential election of our lifetime. Well, I dare say, Dr. Piper, given the crop of Democratic candidates, uh, it, this is the most <laughs> vital presidential election in our lifetime. They're not even trying to hide it anymore. Uh, it's it's full-on blown-out socialism. Every single candidate that is running for the presidency on the Democratic side of the fence is pro-abortion up to the point of birth. Mm. Every single candidate believes that your religious freedom and mine should be taken away and that the government should have control over how we express our faith and live our faith in the public square. Every single candidate believes that the sovereignty of our borders should be compromised. Every single candidate with the exception of Klobuchar, 
refused to raise their hand in the New Hampshire debate and say that they thought it was a bad idea to have a socialist at the top of the Democratic ticket. Only Klobuchar was the one, and she was very hesitant. She was slow to raise her hand. But all the rest of them refused to even raise their hand and say, a socialist at the top of our ticket is a bad idea. So here's what we have. We have a party that believes in socialism. In other words, the government should be in charge of your life, not you. We have a party that believes that the First Amendment and the Second Amendment are not worth the paper they're printed on. Mm -hmm. We have a party that believes that the dignity of the human life can be compromised up to the point that the child is exiting the birth canal. We have a party that believes that the dignity of a woman should be compromised because her bathroom should be taken away and her sport should be taken away and her scholarship should be taken away and her dignity should be taken away and her very identity should be taken away by a dysphoric male who wants to raise his hand on a given day and say, I'm a woman. That's the Democratic Party of 2020. Now, I ask anyone listening right now, how can you, in your right mind, justify voting for that party if you believe in religious freedom and if you believe in the dignity of the human being? Uh, I want to bounce off that a little bit, Dr. Piper. One of the uh, 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 surprising uh, candidates, at least this cycle, someone who probably a year ago many people had not heard of, is the former mayor of South Bend, Indiana, Pete Buttigieg, who uh, has come out very, I mean, has been basically uh, hostile towards Vice President Mike Pence, even though Vice President Pence, whenever he's talked about Mayor Buttigieg, has been uh, very complimentary, very uplifting, hasn't said nothing incendiary of what I've heard, uh, has basically come out, you talk about religious freedom, has come out and said, uh, we need to kind of evolve on the, uh, essentially the Christianity, the Bible, basically talking about uh, re-up, uh, revisiting what what God's word says I you know again far be it for me to question anybody's soul or their salvation but that's a real dangerous road to go down dr. Piper well how can you claim I, I'm gonna I'm gonna commit the sin that you just refused to commit I, I am gonna go down fair that. enough fair <laughs> enough down that path. we shall know them by their fruit Jesus himself says in Revelation 22 in the closing of the book of Revelation Jesus makes it clear outside are the dogs those who practice deception and sexual immorality. Christ seems to be pretty clear in that statement. And people say over and over again, Buttigieg has said over and over again, that Christ does not speak to the issue of homosexuality. Well, read Revelation 22, number one. Number two, Jesus is God. He is part of the Trinity. He is the triune God, the second person of the Trinity. Jesus inspired Genesis, Exodus, and Leviticus, just as much as he inspired the authors of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus is God. So to claim that Jesus has nothing to say about homosexuality and sexual morality is to ignore his deity and ignore the fact that he is the God of the Old Testament just as much as he is the God of the New Testament. This is not orthodoxy. And by the way, Pete Buttigieg does not get the right to make up his own Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Bible clarifies Jesus quite quite well, thank you. We don't need Pete Buttigieg and other postmodern constructivists. We don't need the woke to tell us who Jesus is. Here's a, here's a rule of thumb. Any time you start making up your own Jesus, you're probably worshiping the God you see in the mirror more than the one you find in the Bible, and that's a dangerous road to go down. Yeah, on that, at that end, you know, we talk about uh, uh, socialism, and a lot of uh, far leftists like to 
proclaim it, you know even if uh, it, it's amazing they they'll they'll claim to be maybe uh, uh, ante, um, <clears throat> agnostic or just flat out atheist yet they still pretend to uh, know about the Jesus which Christians uh, proclaim and claim to serve and they'll say well you know Jesus was a socialist he gave to the poor he 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 served others and uh, Nowhere in the Bible, Dr. Piper, maybe you can help me out, does it uh, talk about uh, compelling one to give of their uh, first fruits or, or gifts? It's, it's talked about it very plainly, is to be a cheerful giver, and that seems to fly in the face of what the, the socialist ideology proposes, Dr. Piper. Well, I give to the poor, and I care about the less fortunate, too, but I'm not a socialist. So just because somebody is generous, just some, because somebody is selfless, just because somebody gives of their resources— because they feel an obligation under God's providence and under God's provision to do so doesn't make them a socialist. In fact, we all know that conservatives give a lot more of their money away than progressives do. We know that. Mm -hmm. We see, in fact, if you look at the giving patterns of all the Democratic candidates, you'll find that they're embarrassingly low. These people give hundreds of dollars away. They don't give thousands of dollars away. These people fall far short of the concept of tithing. The Christian conservative is much more generous with his or her money than the progressive liberal. And there's a reason for that. That's because we believe in God. We don't believe in government. We believe that we are responsible as part of the church, the body of Christ, to do the good work that Christ has called us to do. We don't believe that we should shirk that responsibility and put it on the government. We worship God. We don't worship government. And therefore, we give more generously of our resources and our time and our efforts to serve the poor. If we dig into the demographics of the uh, specifically the New Hampshire primary, which the results came out uh, last evening or took place last evening, Bernie Sanders narrowly defeated P- uh, Pete Buttigieg for the uh, uh, win in the New Hampshire primary. Uh, if you look at the demographics, exit polls, what have you, a lot of young people, a lot of people, obviously, uh, the idea, um, the mindset with whom you're familiar, Dr. Piper, having been a university president, voted overwhelmingly for, for Bernie Sanders. You're around a lot of these young people. You saw kind of the evolution of their of their mindset um, getting more, I guess, uh, attracted to the socialist ideology, which if they actually lived under it would probably be singing a different tune. But that aside, what what is your uh, uh, insight into why a young person would support someone with an ideology like Bernie Sanders? Is Dr. Piper still with us? Yeah, I'm back now. I dropped you for a second. I'm not sure why. Oh, sorry. Sorry about that, sir. Did you did you hear my question, sir? Uh, I, I, uh, no, you were telling me about socialism with the youth, and then I you, you dropped me. Yeah, well, I, I was just going to say that if you look at the exit polls, demographics, or whatever, a, a large segment of the youth that came out to the polls in the New Hampshire primary cast a, a vote for Bernie Sanders. Now, again, you working at a university, getting some insight into the to these young minds, so what do you attribute this uh, this shift, Doctor Piper? Well, it's 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 um, it's my industry's fault. It's education's fault. We've created this monster, and it's turning around to consume us. We've been teaching this garbage for decades, and it's no surpri- surprise that the chickens are coming home to roost. To quote Barack Obama's own pastor, mm-hmm. you know, garbage. Garbage in, garbage out, like your grandmother told you. Bad ideas breed bad consequences. Richard Weaver, 
1948, ideas have consequences. When you teach bad ideas, you get negative consequences, negative results. And when you teach good ideas, hopefully you get good consequences and good results. Abraham Lincoln said the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will become the philosophy of the government in the next. Even Hitler said, let me control the textbooks and I will control the state. When we continue to turn our back on the fact that the most important thing in a child's life, quantitatively, now this is irrefutable, quantitatively, where does your child spend more of his time? Does he spend it at the dinner table? Does he spend it in Sunday school? Does he spend it in church? Does he spend it in youth group? Or does he spend it in the school? Mm-hmm. Quantitatively, everybody would have to admit that our children spend more time in school probably than any other place during the course of the week. So if we turn our back on the fact that the ideas that they consume while they're at school are going to have a great deal to do with their intellectual and their social and their spiritual health, we're crazy. And when you consume ideological carcinogens, you're going to get cancer of the heart, mind, and soul. And you don't cure cancer with Band-Aids. You cure cancer with very aggressive measures. You cure, cure cancer with surgery. You cut out the bad stuff and you get away from it, and you stop consuming the bad food. So if we want a healthy culture that understands that socialism is bad, then we need to start recognizing that we need to send our kids to schools that understand the truth of Christ and the truth of Scripture, not the not this pablum that's being taught to them in almost every school on the block. As per usual, we're uh, getting it straight from uh, Dr. Everett Piper. He, the former president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University, uh, prolific uh, cultural commentator, author, and writes a weekly column of the Washington Times. Uh, Dr. Piper, we need, do need to take a break. Are you able to hold for one more segment? I sure am. Appreciate it, sir. Dr. Everett Piper coming back in the next segment with me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Lee Michaels on Lee Michaels Live. And here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4499. Back in mere moments on AM 980, The Mission. Go nowhere. Lord, I do believe there's a devil on the loose. You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. How dare you? Does it drive you crazy that other people handle your savings and retirement and you really never know what they're doing with your money? The fact is, no one cares more about your hard-earned money than you do. Everything you've worked so hard for should be protected, and who better to do that than you? I want to invite you to attend Tradeway's groundbreaking two-day event, Step 1, Start Your Journey. This powerful education will give you the potential to change your family's financial future. You'll leave the event feeling empowered and you'll have the confidence you need and some pretty great tools to help you get started. Come join us and bring your family. Join us in Minneapolis March 6th and 7th. Only $99.95 for your entire household plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-TRADE. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. Christians in America who love God are under siege. Learn how to navigate the tumultuous terrain of a godless culture with a brand new book from Dr. Robert Jeffress called Courageous, 10 Strategies for Thriving in a Hostile World. It's his boldest book yet. When your faith is under attack, when you're tempted to just follow the crowd, 
These 10 strategies will ignite a fresh fire and bright hope for facing life with confidence. Get your copy of Courageous by Dr. Robert Jeffress wherever books or ebooks are sold. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And, and we're, we're the, the owners, owners of South Coast, Coast Tax. We started our company 10 years ago in an effort to help our fellow Christians experiencing tax issues resolve their matters by taking a simple three-step approach. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys that specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We're also a small firm who will treat you like family, not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation. And we'll take the time to explain all the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. Proverbs 15.22 says, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176, and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. Your first year of Christian school is half price through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. If you see public school as a negative influence on your child's faith, it's time to make a change. To find out more about our half price Christian school tuition program, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. The message, Liberty Mutual Insurance, customizes your coverage so you only pay for what you need, is brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance, where you can customize your coverage so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Now let's take a look at traffic in the Twin Cities. A small hang-up northbound 494 at Bass Lake to the Fish Lake Interchange. On the southbound side of 35W, delays at Hiawatha to 5th. Northbound 35W, heavy at County Road D to 694. On the northbound side of 35E, delays start at 94 to Maryland. Westbound 94 heavy at Hiawatha to Lindale. On the westbound side of 94, 694 delays at Hemlock Lane to the Fish Lake Interchange. Eastbound 94 backing up out of the tunnel to 35W and then again at Highway 280. On the eastbound Crosstown heavy at Highway 100. That's a look at traffic. I woke up this morning with my mind. Stand on Jesus. Hey, welcome back. AM 980, The Mission, Twin Cities Christian Voice. It's Lee Michaels Live, Sands Lee Michaels, away on assignment. He'll be back next week sometime. And uh, I know you're all looking forward to having Lee back. But while Lee is out, uh, we appreciate the opportunity to fill in for him. I'm Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Here to take your phone call, 651-289-4499. Always honored to be joined by Dr. Everett Piper, again, former president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University. And a renowned author with his uh, uh, best-selling, <clears throat> excuse me, I should probably hit the cough button next time, <laughs> his best-selling book. I apologize for that, folks. Uh, Not a Daycare, the Devastating Consequences of Abandoning Truth. And uh, also, if you uh, saw the movie No Safe Spaces, Dr. Piper actually had a, a couple of scenes in that film as well. So, uh, Dr. Piper, do we add movie star to the resume? Does that carry any weight in your household or in your uh, town there, Dr. Piper? But I don't think that's going to carry any weight in my household. My wife, my wife would be rolling her eyes right now. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But you did have a couple of prominent scenes in there, and this is a movie that has done uh, very well at the uh, uh, the box office. Are you getting recognized out in public more so than before, Doctor Piper, as a result of this? 
No, I, I think if you blink, you're going to miss my role. But I was honored to be part of the show because I, de- I, I agree completely with uh, Dennis Prager and w- ironically with Adam Carolla, who is one of the co-producers and co-stars of that movie. Yep. The interesting thing is that Carolla is an atheist. Yes. Carolla is a comedian. And frankly, his comedy is not something I enjoy, and most Christians don't, because it's over the top in a direction that we probably think is inappropriate. But I was on the Corolla show during my book tour, and I was on for a half hour, and we talked about the primacy of Christ, the priority of Scripture, the pursuit of truth, and the practice of wisdom, because I wanted him to understand my worldview and why I felt that liberty can only be had when you honor the laws of God. And I quoted Chesterton, when you get rid of the big laws of liberty, you don't get freedom, you get thousands and thousands of little laws that rush in to fill the vacuum. When you get rid of those big laws of God, you don't get liberty, you get lots of little laws. I had a chance to share that with an atheist, Adam Carolla, for a half hour on his show, just like I'm talking to you right now. Mm -hmm. And at the end of that show, Carolla looked at me and he said, Thank you, Dr. Piper. What the world needs today is more of this wisdom. The point of that story is even atheists get it. Even they know that if you want liberty, you have to get it and you have to live it within the boundaries of God's created order. Otherwise, it's chaos and you've got anarchy. And even Corolla is recognizing that when it comes to the freedom to do what he wants to do. Right. I, and the one thing that I really appreciated about that film, and I know a lot of our listeners did as well, is it wasn't just a bunch of you know right-wing talking heads spouting their opinions. There was some real-world uh, examples of students and decrying things that their professors, very left-of-center professors, had to say. You had, obviously, the professor from uh, Evergreen State College up in Washington talked about how he was threatened by the student body for not conforming to some, I don't even remember what the specific holiday they were calling. But the point is, is that, and and we've talked about this before, the op-ed you wrote, which inspired your book, Not a Daycare, universally agreed by most left-of-center politicals. They may not agree with your ideas, but they agree with the very concept that we should be able to freely express our ideas without fear of having them suppressed, Dr. Piper. Well, in this movie that you're referring to right now, No Safe Spaces, you have Van Jones, who used to be part of Barack Obama's administration team. Mm -hmm. You have Bill Maher, and everybody knows Bill Maher, probably disagrees with almost everything you believe and I believe. But Van Jones and Bill Maher are agreeing with me and agreeing with you. Yes. Because they recognize that somehow our culture has created a monster, and the monster is turning around and consuming them. You have Dave Rubin on that show. Dave Rubin is a married homosexual. But Dave Rubin is agreeing with me and agreeing with you. Dave Rubin has left the radical left, the young Turks, and he's now, quite frankly, an honest libertarian where he's recognizing the wisdom of the conversation you and I are having right now that when you get rid of the laws of God, you don't get liberty, but rather thousands of little laws that rush in to fill the vacuum. And you have oppression rather than freedom when you can't understand and live within some defined standards within culture. And obviously, a, a film like this, there were a lot of a, a lot of conversations to be had. I know Dennis Prager. Uh, there was a scene in there where he was visiting with four or five young men from an all black college, talking about 
you know their history and their ancestry and 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 what they've had to endure uh knowing what their ancestors endured I, I believe is a great place to start in that okay here's the problem we're exposing the problem but from this particular film or just from this practice in general of talking to people and and letting them know hey you may not agree with what i say but this will impact you adversely as well do you feel do you feel or do you get a sense that hey now that we're having this conversation things are maybe starting to change or are we falling further into the abyss dr piper well, the Democratic Party, let's get back to the the top of the hour, at the, the beginning of the show. The Democratic Party is just falling further and further into the mess mm, because yeah. they stand for further truncation of conversation and dialogue. They don't believe in true tolerance because they can't tolerate your intolerance. Right. They, they say stupid things like, I hate hateful people, and I'm sure that nothing is sure, and I know nothing can be known, and I'm absolutely confident there are no absolutes. The Democratic Party is a self-refuting party. They saw off the very branch upon which they sit, and they don't even hear it creaking and cracking as it's ready to crumble to the ground. However, I do think that God's self-evident truths that are endowed to every one of us by virtue of that uh, common sense and natural law, what Romans tells us, the truth of God is written on every human heart, I do believe that that instinct toward wanting to know what's just and right and real and true is still in our culture. And the proof of that is Dave Rubin. After I was on Dave Rubin's show, he concluded the show by saying, if more guys said what you just said, we'd be a freer, braver, and wiser nation. That's a direct quote. Mm. And this is a man who is not a Christian, a married homosexual, who recognizes the wisdom of this conversation. Once again, we're joined by uh, Dr. Everett Piper, the former uh, president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University, as well as a uh, commentator at the Washington Times, and his uh, book that came out a few years ago, Not a Daycare, The Devastating Consequences of Abandoning Truth. Uh, Dr. Piper, uh, speaking of books, uh, I believe you have another book uh, coming out in another month or two. Uh, if you'd like to share with the listeners, uh, we'd love to uh, at least get a sneak preview. I don't think it's available yet, but uh, can you tell us a little bit more about it anyways? Um, I do have another book coming out under Regnery and Salem, uh, the publisher, and um, it tentatively, the title will be Grow Up. It'll be the the um, response to Not a Daycare. Not a Daycare was basically be- me bemoaning the problem and going on a rant and saying, can you believe it? This is where we are. We're coddling right. rather than confronting. Grow Up will be the 15 principles on how to live like an adult in an infantilized world. It'll be a Jordan Peterson-esque type book of principles on how to just act like a human being and act like a grown-up. It's amazing that we have to write books uh, about this now, Dr. Piper, but as you said, uh, a lot of what uh, you're uh, decrying, uh, the um, the education system, which obviously you worked in, so you uh, certainly can speak with credibility on the issue, how it uh, has hampered some of these young people. So appreciate the, these uh, type of books uh, coming out, and hopefully that they uh, definitely have an impact. So we'll uh, look forward to that, and uh, I'm, uh, I'd love to have you on to talk about that in the future, Dr. Piper, once the uh, the book comes out, because, uh, again, this uh, given how young people are uh, voting for an avowed socialist in the New Hampshire primary, and I'm sure that's going to be a nationwide trend as we get further into the Democrat primaries. Uh, that's very alarming. It is alarming. But the good news is, even though the young people did vote for Bernie Sanders, very few of them showed up. The turnout among that age group was very low. That's true. Those that did show up actually voted for him, but the turnout was low. 
Once again, uh, we've been joined by Dr. Everett Piper. Always honored to have him on the broadcast whenever I fill in for Lee Michaels. Uh, Dr. Piper, appreciate uh, the time. As always, sir, have a great rest of the evening, and uh, we will keep in touch. Thank you. All right. Blessings. Bye-bye. AM 980, The Mission, KKMS, the Twin Cities Christian Voice. It is me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Lee Michaels on Lee Michaels Live. We'll be back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Staying home, Jesus, I'm singing and praying with my mind. Staying on the Lord, singing and praying with my mind. Limitless access to encouragement, hope, and God's Word. Listen to AM 980 The Mission with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart. Tune in and radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and pray worldwide. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt, credit card debt, and I heard a commercial for Trinity. I gave them a call. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. When I first called, I was a little embarrassed and kind of ashamed, and I looked at the numbers, and I saw how quickly that astronomical debt that was in my life would go away. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. What I would tell other people, please pick up the phone and call Trinity. Just let them put together a program and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. Call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now. But they can't do it without you. Your $60 gift to Save the Children can provide the emergency nutrition needed to bring a child back from the verge of death. Will you give the gift of life to a child today? Even a little that you can give will make a huge difference. Please call now, 888-884-4836, 888-884-4836. That's 888-884-4836. Or give online at SaveChildrenToday.org. That's SaveChildrenToday.org. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there, as you grow, protecting you and those you love. And we are there, as you start your next chapter. We are with you through life's journey. We are Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. You want your child to succeed at every level in life. To succeed, they need a solid foundation. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we help your child get into a private Christian school for 50% off their first year. Visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. AM 980, the mission is the Twin Cities Christian Voice. It's just about 434 here in the Kingdom Builders Roofing Studio. Let's update your forecast. Temps are going to be plummeting. We're already down at about 26. Feels a little colder than that, actually, out there. We could see some patches of snow and blowing snow out there, but they've backed off 
any accumulation as far as the snow goes. It's going to be very windy, gusts as high as 30 miles an hour. And overnight tonight, we are going all the way down to about 10 or 11 below zero for the real temp. 31 now is the projected uh, feels-like temperature with that wind chill. So very cold. Thursday, not much better. A high of 2, very clear, lots of blue sky, but only 2 degrees, and it's going to feel like 30 below with that wind. And then 11 below again on Thursday night, very clear. It's going to feel, again, like 22 below. So we got about 24 hours, about 36 hours here of brutal cold. Now back to the Kingdom Builders Roofing Studio and Brad Carlson. Hey, thanks so much, John. Yes, it is me, Brad, filling in for Lee Michaels on Lee Michaels Live. And would be honored to hear from you, 651-289-4499. That is the number to call. And by the way, I do use Twitter quite a bit. If any of the listeners out there use Twitter, feel free to uh, send us a tweet as well. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in and uh, always appreciate uh, Dr. Piper. Um, he's one. He's a guy who's going to give it to you straight. He's not going to uh, beat around the bush uh, at all, and and we appreciate that. That's why it's pretty much why I have him on every time I guest host, it seems like. Oh, I look forward to it, too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's no holds barred. And like I say, he can speak with uh, – sorry about that. He can speak with uh, credibility – on uh, this, the um, difficult situation at the universities because he was a university president, for crying out loud. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, he definitely left Oklahoma Wesleyan University in a lot better shape than when he took it over. And so uh, well-deserved retirement for Dr. Piper, even though I put scare quotes around retirement because the guy's still writing books, the guy's still penning weekly columns at the Washington Times and is on the speaking circuit. I mean, he's all over the place. That's so. an active retirement. That's yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I, I got him on speed dial. So uh, Excellent. There you go. Yeah. Oh, there you go so um and uh, he just texted me back i thanked him for coming on the show and he said i really enjoy it um you know please ask anytime so i will take you up on that excellent sir. looking forward to that book too yeah grow yeah. up <laughs> <laughs> well now i Very concise well i'm yeah, glad title. i yeah oh, i was gonna say i'm glad i didn't mention the working title because i had seen the working title on amazon and it was called adulting Initially, because that's kind of a popular phrase. Oh, you know, that's adulting for you or whatever. But uh, I think um, if he has any say about it, grow up seems more in line with his personality. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But, hey, I'm sure he will uh, get the book out there regardless. So we, uh, again, always appreciate uh, his insights. And as you know, uh, if you've listened to my broadcast on our sister station, AM 1280 The Patriot, I broadcast every Sunday from 1 to 3. Definitely very much engaged in the uh, political uh, commentary, obviously, Amp Twelve Eighty being a political radio station, so uh, whenever I get an opportunity to fill in here on AM Nine Eighty, I always like to talk about issues where the culture and faith and politics intersect, and and those are fascinating topics to me, regardless, even if whether it's on this radio station or on my radio show as well. And we're talking uh, a lot about uh, abortion this election cycle. And I know it's something that the Democrats don't like to talk about because they realize how out of the mainstream they are with their viewpoint. I mean, they're going in the exact opposite of Democrat voters. And I I, I bring this up uh, quite a bit back in, I believe, uh, 2018. And let me, uh, I, I wrote a blog post about this. This was in early 2018. Yeah, so just about two years ago, this past month, there was, this is when Republicans controlled all of Congress. This was obviously before the 28 midterms, before the Democrats took over uh, the U.S. House. There was a bill 
that went through Congress, and it was to ban abortions past 20 weeks, okay, which is about halfway through you know, the pregnancy, four and a half months, we'll call it. And there were 242, at the time, 242 Democrats in Congress between, obviously, the House and Senate. That makes up all of Congress. You want to know, can you want to take a guess of the 242 Democrats in Congress in early 2018 and when this abortion bill went through Congress uh, banning abortions past 20 weeks? Take a guess how many of those 242 Democrats voted for that legislation. Voted, voted for the legislation. Voted banning. to ban abortion past 20 weeks of 242 Democrats. I would guess maybe 15, 20. Even lower? Lower. Oh, my goodness. Six. Six? Six. My goodness. Six. I think there'd be some, uh, what do they call them, uh, blue dog Democrats or what? I mean, you'd think running in more conservative places, you'd ha- you you couldn't get away with that. And I bring this up because this is out of the mainstream. Because you there was a, there was a survey that came out around that, that same time where uh, they asked about, they took a survey on banning abortions from six to nine months, 50%, five zero Democrat voters, people who consider themselves Democrats were, were in favor of abortion ban after six months, after six months, which is, you know, right around the four and a half months that Congress was proposing at this particular time, 50%. But yet of the Democrats in Congress, six out of 242, um, that's less than two. Per, that's, um, just over two percent, maybe two and a half percent, fifty percent, two and a half percent, something's a little out of whack there. So I bring this up to say that the de- this is why the Democrats don't want to talk about this, but they they are being asked about it. And you know, Mayor Pete, who comes out and uh, well, John, if you've got that sound clip, we were uh, there was a um, there was a montage of Mayor Pete. You know, talking about his faith. Mayor Pete uh, identifies as a Christian, but is very critical of conservatives who who uh, proclaim to be Christians. And there's a montage that John uh, has available. So, John, if you want to play that, let's listen to that real quick. It is by no means true that Christian faith or any faith requires you to be a Republican, especially in these times. I agree. And so-called conservative Christian senators right now in the Senate are blocking a bill to raise the minimum wage when Scripture says that whoever oppresses the poor taunts their maker. It's also important that uh, we stop seeing religion used as a kind of cudgel, as if, as if God belonged to a political party. And, and if he did, I can't imagine it would be the one that, that sent the current president into the White House. Okay, so that's just kind of some snippets of what Mayor uh, Mayor Pete uh, has talked about, is he continually decries the Christianity that uh, conservatives will portray. But then literally in the next breath, says, I think that should be up to a woman if she wants to kill her child just moments before birth. So we're, where in in the Bible does it sanction that? And and to completely misuse Scripture to, to talk about not raising the minimum wage is an, is an affront to the poor? I, I, I don't understand that. So are we so are they blocking poor people from you know doing better for themselves? taking the initiative from themselves because it also says if you don't basically it talks about if you don't work you don't eat 
All right? Faith without works is dead. All right? You can have all the faith you want, but you're not putting any works behind it. It doesn't do you a whole lot of good. So I bring this up because there are starting to be ripple effects. If there is a if there are pro-life Democrats remaining, uh, they're either pretty much banished to the back of the room or, or they're just flat out quitting. And this is from uh, the this is a story yesterday that came out talking about a Catholic theologian quitting the Democrat Party over the candidates uh, over specifically uh, Mayor Buttigieg's abortion extremism. And again, this is from uh, LifeSite News. Uh, Dorothy Cummings McLean wrote this story. A pro-life Democrat has quit the party over its pro-abortion extremism. Charles Camacy, an associate professor of theology at Fordham University, has also resigned from the board of Democrats for life. Camacy, who specializes in biomedical ethics, explained his reasons for his decision in an op-ed he wrote for Thursday's New York Post, the Democrats' complete disregard for the unborn child. When it comes to abortion, elite Democrats turn into hardcore libertarians, believing the state has no business getting involved in the private choices of individuals, a professor wrote. Uh, Democrats also uh, aren't very libertarian when it comes to uh, 18-year-old adults wanting to smoke. They're wanting to increase the uh, smoking age of 21, and sadly some Republicans are in that line in that pipeline too, but I digress. Uh, Abortion is merely health care, and the unborn child, unimaginably vulnerable, and even when wanted, is made invisible and violently discarded, Camacy continued. On this topic, at least, the party has dug in on the side of what Pope Francis calls the throwaway culture, the the troubling modern tendency to disregard people seen as inconvenient. The Democratic elite even rejects conscience protections for medical practitioners who object to abortion. Opposition to taxpayer-funded abortions, once acceptable, has become taboo. But it was same-sex married Pete Buttigieg's attitude to late-term abortion aired last week on The View that convinced Camacy that the pro-life Democrats are fighting a losing battle in convincing their party to respect their position. Buttigieg has, has, had indicated that he didn't think the government should have any say regarding light-term abortion or post-birth infanticide. The straw that broke the camel's back uh, was Pete Buttigieg's extremism, Camacy wrote. Here was a mainstream Democratic candidate suggesting at one point that abortion is okay up to the point the baby draws her first breath. That's just, that, that's just dark and chilling. I, I, I just I I don't I don't get it, I don't get it. And here's the thing: Bernie Sanders was someone who, I believe, it was around just after the 2016 elections. He was campaigning on behalf of a mayor in Omaha, Nebraska, a Democrat mayor. And Bernie Sanders caught incredible heat because this Democrat mayor was pro-life. Now, first of all, when does a municipal government official have anything to do with abortion legislation, first and foremost? And that's where Bernie Sanders got a rude awakening of the party that, well, at least he's involved in when he's running for president. Now, when he's a senator, he's an independent. But now, even Bernie has come out this past week 
say pretty much implying that there isn't a lot of room for uh, for pro-life people in the Democrat Party. So I I I just don't understand why this is just they're taking this position. It's one thing to say you know a woman has a has a right to choose up until twenty weeks. To me, as a pro-lifer, I still think that's pretty extreme. You know, at four months, which would be about what sixteen weeks, seventeen weeks, four months. Even I still think that's extreme. Okay. But these Democrat candidates can't even get on board with a, with a ban surpassing 20 weeks, four and a half months. And this is incredibly out of the mainstream. So you wonder why that this isn't an issue that's being broached more often. But kudos to some members of the media out there and some of these debate moderators. And, you know, Megan McCain's not someone that I'm uh, very high upon, although over the past decade or so, I, I, she seems to have uh, seems to have gotten better, at least in conveying uh, conservative principles. You know, Megan McCain, uh, for, uh, daughter of the late Senator John McCain and current co-host on The View, she has been go- going after a lot of these Democrat candidates on this position. Okay, and The View is largely a show where a lot of leftists will watch it. You know, because the majority of the co-hosts on there are, are left of center. So kudos to Megan McCain for getting us out there because this shows how far the Democrats are in the mainstream. And someone said this on Twitter um, recently. In fact, let me see if I can find the tweet where uh, there are Republicans who are hesitant to vote for Donald Trump. And I understand that. I, I totally get that. I know that there, there's been some uh, good economic news and the judiciary has been shaped to construction as judges, which we as conservatives get on board. But nevertheless, there's still some concern about President Trump. And I get that. And so there are some Republicans, former Republicans, who feel politically homeless. And so there was a young man who asked Amy Klobuchar, you know, are pro-lifers welcome? And Amy Klobuchar, you know, being the uh, trying to play every side of every issue, so, oh, well, yeah, sure, even though Amy Klobuchar has voted at every turn to uphold abortion. And it was a young lady by the name of uh, uh, Anna James uh, Ziegler. She is a, actually writes for the Federalist. She said, well, Amy Klobuchar didn't disembowel the pro-life young man who asked her a question. And now desperate and sad people who would have me believe she's mother Teresa. So because she didn't jump down this guy's throat saying you're not welcome in this party because it should be the woman's decision to abort their child until moments uh, uh, right up until birth, like Anna says, she's being anointed as Mother Teresa. I'll read the rest of the tweet. Uh, she is as rabidly supportive of abortion as any of them. Stop trying to make moderate Amy a thing. Amen. Amen. She comes across as rational and, may tr- again, try to play every side of every issue, but at the end of the day, you look at her voting record, it's fairly indistinguishable from San, uh, Senators Sanders and Warren, so might want to look a little deeply into that. One final segment coming up this hour, right here, AM 980, The Mission, Twin Cities Christian Voice. It is me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Lee Michaels on Lee Michaels Live. And again, one final segment coming up this hour, and we're here to take your phone calls, too, 651-289-4499. Coming to you live from the Kingdom Builders Roofing Studios, back in mere moments. Go nowhere.
God's agenda is taking the church to where it is not. At age 12, Sonam began studying to become a Buddhist monk. One day, while meditating, he saw a man in white who said, I am the answer to your questions. Later, he received a gospel tract, The Way to Salvation. A fellow monk told him to throw it away. This increased his interest. John 14, 6 spoke to him. Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Then someone gave him a Bible. He read nonstop, was caught, and kicked out of his monastery. Jesus' words penetrated his soul. Whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father. He gave his life to Christ and attended Bible school. Sonam now reaches unreached peoples in northeast Bhutan. To be part of God's agenda, visit BethanyInternational.org. That's BethanyInternational.org. You're invited to listen to God's Word for Today, the radio ministry of Living Word Lutheran Church in Egan, Minnesota. I'm Pastor Nathan Olson. As we extend this invitation to you, it's our prayer that the message from God's Holy Word would bring a new and deeper love for Jesus in your life. Please listen every Sunday morning at 8.30 for our radio broadcast, and also know that you're welcome at our worship services at 10.30. Our church is located at 4300 Nichols Road in Egan, and you may find us at livingwordaflc.org. Hey, this is Laura Story. What if you could only unpack once, but wake up in a new majestic destination every morning? We would like to invite you to join us on an Alaskan cruise this summer of 2020. Along with teaching from God's Word, you'll see His handiwork in the picturesque scenes surrounding the ship before stepping off into ports like Juneau, Sitka, Ketchikan. You'll visit the famous Hubbard Glacier with its impressive wall of translucent blue ice. Off ship, prepare to kayak, fish for salmon, or enjoy the sights and sounds of rustic frontier towns. Combine this with daily teaching and friendly fellowship. You won't want to miss this trip of a lifetime. Witness the majesty of God's creation. Hear the teaching of Alistair Begg and worship with Laura Story on the Deeper Faith Cruise. Sign up today at am980themission.com. Click on Deeper Faith for pricing and details. When it comes to replacing your windows and doors, ignorance is not bliss. You only want to have to do it once, and you don't want to make a mistake. Great Plains Windows and Doors has been helping homeowners all over the Twin Cities with their replacement needs, utilizing the entire line of Anderson Core product, including the most popular 400 series, which contractors trust the most, and they're made right here in Minnesota. Now that sounds like bliss. For a truly remarkable experience, contact Great Plains Windows and Doors at greatplainswindows.com. Now let's get a check on traffic in the Twin Cities. Northbound 494 busy at Bass Lake to the Fish Lake Interchange. Southbound 35W hanging up at Hiawatha to 5th Avenue. Northbound 35W busy at County Road E2 to 694. Heavy on the northbound side of 35E from 94 to Wheelock Parkway. Southbound 35E, earlier accident after County Road 42 has been cleared. On the westbound side of 94, delays at Riverside to Lindale. Eastbound 94 backing up at Highway 280 to Snelling. Also eastbound 94, a vehicle slid off the ramp to McKnight. Traffic squeezing by that accident off to the right. That's a look at traffic. I'm Dylan. There's a land that is fairer than day. Hey, welcome back. And by faith we can see it. AM 980 The Mission. 
Twin Cities Christian Voice. It is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Filling in for Lee Michaels on Lee Michaels Live. Fear not, Lee will be back from assignment next week, and we'll be looking forward to hearing from him. Always enjoy listening to you guys on my uh, drive home. I usually leave the office around 5 or so, so I only I don't catch the entire show. Ah. But uh, I still am an old-fashioned radio guy. That's I can, the best I, part. I can listen on my smartphone. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying. But uh, occasionally I'll call in. Well, we appre- yes, you do. You do call in and chime in, and I appreciate that very much. Always have appreciate a lot, you listening. Always have a lot of fun to talk to friends, that is for sure. Absolutely. So, uh, wrapping up this hour on Lee Michaels Live, uh, I did want to read a piece from Cal Thomas at the Daily Signal. And I know we have uh, – well, John, you could probably speak to this better than I could. We probably have some – uh, staunch Trump supporters in the audience that uh, call in. Do we do we know this for sure? I mean, I yeah, don't know. We, oh yeah, we have some strong uh, Trump supporters. We also have folks who have reservations about him due to his, some of his more you know bombastic personality course, traits. Yeah. Uh, I, but we do have some yes, yeah, some very devout. Lee Lee has often admitted that that he didn't vote for Trump over uh, in, back in 2016. He says that over the air uh, consistently. We have a few callers who call in and lament that. They love Lee, but they just, why, why couldn't he have voted for him? It's like, what, did he I lose? Told- did he lose by one vote? Come on, <laughs> yeah, leave Lee alone he here. Won, yeah. He won. Exactly. Well, Lee on, says, yeah. he goes, well, I'm leaning that way. We'll see what happens this year. Well, Cal Thomas wrote a piece at the Daily Signal. I, I, I don't have time to get into all of it, but he talked about um, the uh, National Prayer Breakfast. This is a... Uh, as he describes a political oasis, a chance for Republicans, Democrats, and national and world leaders to assemble and pray for each other and the nation. And this was just after, probably, the I think the day after. Yeah, it was the day after Trump was acquitted in the Senate on both articles of impeachment, uh, which was, was, was a fait accompli. There was never going to be 20 Republicans joining all 47 Democrats to vote to convict Trump. Wasn't going to happen. So this was outcome was pretty much known from day one. Well, what I regretted was that Trump, once it happened, just take the quick victory lap saying acquitted, time to get on to the business of the country, running the country, running for reelection. Let's move on. But that's not in his nature. God bless the president. That's just not in his nature. And unfortunately, uh, he took a event like the National Prayer Breakfast almost to air grievances. And now, again, I'll read a couple of excerpts from Cal Thomas's uh, column. One could tell there. Uh, one could tell where things were headed when President Donald Trump arrived later than most other presidents and held up two newspapers with the headline "Acquitted." A reference to the vote by the GOP majority in the Senate the day before, which refused to convict him on two articles of impeachment written by the Democratic majority in the House. The president then shook hands with only half of the, half of those at the head table, apparently because House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was sitting on the other side of the podium. It was Trump who refused to shake Pelosi's hand at the State of the Union address last Tuesday night, and it was Pelosi who tore up her copy of his speech for all to see. The co-chairs of the 2020 breakfast, Representative John Molnar, a Republican out of Michigan, and Representative Thomas Swayze, a Democrat out of New York, spoke of their deep personal relationship and their ability to bridge differences because of it. But when it was Trump's turn to speak, he told Arthur Brooks, formerly of the American Enterprise Institute, I don't know if I agree with you when it comes to uh, being able to put differences aside and being able to unify in prayer. And it was disappointing, to say the least. Uh, I know President Trump has been uh, champion of pro-life causes and conservative constructionist judges, all very good things. 
and professes to have some sort of faith. But he missed a great, I agree with Cal Thomas. He missed a great opportunity here to mend fences and say, look, this is a brutal battle. This can be a contact sport politics. But at the end of the day, we need to be unified. And one thing, one place we can be unified in is our faith. He didn't do that. And it was, um, it was disappointing, to say the least. Can't lie. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming back. Lee Michaels live. It is me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Lee back in mere moments. Go nowhere. St. John Baptist Church was leveled by a tornado. They expected their insurance company to provide the resources they needed to rebuild. What they didn't expect was that their agent would be in the pews celebrating the first service in their new building. At Brotherhood Mutual, bearing one another's burdens is more than words printed on each policy we write. It's our guiding principle as we ensure America's churches and ministries. To read the full story, visit brotherhoodmutual.com. Did you know that Montessori children are unusually adaptable? At Egan Montessori Academy, children are taught to work both independently and in groups. They are encouraged to make decisions from an early age. Thus, these children quickly become problem solvers who can make appropriate choices and manage their time well. Egan Montessori Academy offers award-winning, excellent, accredited programs for infants, toddlers, preschool, pre-K, and kindergarten. Your child will receive an excellent education for a great start in his or her academic life all while being nurtured in a safe and loving environment. At Egan Montessori, the number one goal is to make sure you, the parent, are 100% confident that your child is receiving the best possible care. Our highly trained teachers take great pride in communicating with you on a regular basis about any and all special milestones or needs that arise under their care. For a free no-obligation tour, please go to emasouth.com. That's emasouth.com. Or call 651-788-7318. 